Hey, you guys. It's been a long time since I did a podcast, and I'm so excited for today's guest because this is my old hairdresser from San Diego. I miss you so much, Jill, by the way. But this is Jill. She's truly the, like she's a hair magician. She can get my hair to the most perfect icy blonde. I just I miss you so, so, so much. So everybody meet Jill. Hi. <laughs> I miss you too. We always like had the most fun when I did your hair. I know I so much. And you always had such creative ideas to do for content, which is like hard for me when I'm behind the chair. So I always looked forward to seeing you. We had the best combos. So I'm excited about this. Yeah, we did. I, remember I went with you to get your lips done the first time. Yes. I forgot about that. Oh my God. I was like so terrified. And like, <laughs> I don't know why I went to that place either. Like, did you, I don't think you recommended it. I just found it. Yeah. I never heard of them, but it, she went to Sev Laser, and I think they charge tips. Like they expect people to tip on. Which, line. It's so shady. I hate that. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, that was funny. And then I she didn't you long yes, enough. That's what I was gonna say. Like she, I got there. I don't know that they told me to go there that early, but I feel like I got there early regardless. Yeah. What, and, hold on. This is driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. Yeah. We got there really early, like plenty of time to numb. And she just like rushed you in and was like, okay, bye. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm never doing that again. Like that hurts so bad. Yeah. And then my experiences since then, I'm like, wow, she just was the worst. Like she didn't numb me. Um, when you get numbed, it actually is normal. Like it, it hurts a little, obviously, like it hurts, but I like felt everything. <laughs> Yeah, that was not cool. That was I was so disappointed. <laughs> and I didn't I don't even think I liked the results really any either, but no thank God we're over that now. <laughs> Your lips look really good right now. Thank you. I actually got them dissolved, like mostly. But you know, I feel like when they dissolve them, like they're never fully dissolved. Mm -mm. No. Like, like I went like four times. And then the last time I went to someone new and she gave me what's it called when they give you numbing like inside of your gums, like a, a dental block. Oh, wow. I and then that. was it good? Yeah. I mean, I was numb as fuck. Um, <laughs> and she just numbed at the, or she just dissolved everything, but I didn't really want her to go to town on my bottom lip, but my top lip was kind of, um, migrating. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like when I smiled and stuff and in, in pictures, it just looked bad. So I, I like them now and now I'm scared to like get anything more done. I'm just like, yeah, I, if you like them, leave them. That's what I yeah. always say. And that's so everybody migrates. Like even you can go to the best injector on the planet and your lips will still migrate. And so it's like at some point we're all dissolving. And some girls are like, Well, I paid for this. I don't want to dissolve it. And it's like, you need to dissolve it. It does not look good anymore. But yeah, so would you rather dissolved? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, would you rather look crazy or just get your lips dissolved? Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. So um I'm having Jill on today because we are talking about an amazing, exciting procedure that I want to hear all about. She had gastric bypass done. When did you have it done? February 27, 2023. So it's been like, oh God, I don't even know, but not quite a year yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to talk about, she had a tattooed eyeliner done years ago like when was that that was before I met you the first time I got it done was when I was like 21 so I'm 33 now so yeah <laughs> yeah that's been a long time and so yeah. she had that lasered off 
And I can't wait to hear all about that too, because you did look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But best thing I've ever done. Like, oh, really? I can't, I can't wait to tell everyone. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I want to know why you finally decided to do gastric bypass and like, how did you come to that decision? What did you try before you had yeah. the surgery? And yeah, I just want to know the journey there. Yeah. So I have struggled with my weight, like my whole entire life, like since I was like a small child. So, and a lot of people in my family struggled with it as well. Although my mom didn't, um, but so it, I've been dieting since I was like almost a child and I've been told like, Oh, you're not hungry. Like drink more water or this and that, like just every little thing, like eat a salad, you know, all those things. So from a kid, I was always searching for like ways to keep my weight down ways to like lose weight. Um, and I was very successful multiple times in my life of losing weight. So like when I was in my early to mid twenties, I lost like 75 pounds by myself. Um, and then just slowly regained it back. So I was sick of the back and forth. Um, I was sick of feeling like shit. I was sick of buying plus size only clothes and like not having option. Like, I mean, I know that sounds trivial, but it was a big deal for me to like not have options of where I shop all the time and just feeling like insecure. It affected everything, like my social life, um, not wanting to go out, not wanting to do things. So really the, the big factor for me was like never being able to keep it off. Um, always being able to succeed. Cause when I really push myself to do something, I'm someone who, um, really commits and like really goes for it. And I, I can be very disciplined, but then it would just always come back on. So one of my clients actually had gastric bypass. And additionally, I should mention, I had, um, a condition where I went to go for a consult for LASIK eye surgery. And they told me like something didn't look right. And from there, I'll save you like all the details. But from there, I found out I had like a brain condition. Um, and one of the ways to control said brain condition, it's like too much fluid in your brain is to lose weight. They don't know why it happens. It happens mostly to women in childbearing age who are overweight. So the main thing they told me is like, you need to keep your weight down. You need to keep your weight down. And I was like, one of the things that can happen to you is you can go blind if it gets worse. So obviously that was extremely scary. And I had to start looking at like, okay, this isn't just like, you want to be thinner. You want to be like healthy, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't want to go blind. <laughs> um, that's a pretty big deal. So um, between that time and the time I got surgery, I was maybe like five years. Cause I didn't want to admit to myself that I needed that. Like I always looked at people who got that as like, I don't know, like, really, did you have to do that? Like, couldn't you have just done it on your own? But after struggling for five years of like, not being able to keep it off, um, I started thinking about it. And that neuro ophthalmologist I first went to um, had suggested it. And I thought he was crazy because I'm like, I'm not that big. Like, how could you say that to me? Um, but then I had a client who, sorry that I'm like, I feel like I'm rambling. No, this, um, this, I like the backstory. It's really interesting. Okay. Um, I had a client who had it done and I just like really saw like at first, like I was kind of like, why are you doing that? Like, you're not that overweight. Like, no, don't do that. And then I just like every time, every six weeks when I would see her, she would like lose more. And just like, it was more than like the physical changes for her. It was just like 
the mental changes. Like she was able to like fully embrace life. She was just like, she was like glowing. She was so much happier. And through that, I got to like sit there for two hours every six weeks and like pick her brain and ask her all the questions that I wanted to know. Um, And then I decided to go for my consult from there and just like pull the trigger. Nice. Mm -hmm. I I feel like that is something that we always do when someone talks about something they're insecure about, where it's like, you don't need that. And it's like, I'm not doing this for you. Like I'm doing this for me. And yeah, I, I think it helps also when you know someone that's gone through it and you've been able to see the progress. So that's, I think that's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. And like gets rid of some of the fear too, like all the preconceived notions you have, you're able to like, you know, ask them about it and get a real perspective on it and go from there. Mm -hmm. nice I love it okay so um I feel like when you had it done Ozempic wasn't as popular as it is now even though it's not even been a year I feel like we're so everyone's on Ozempic now I feel like which you probably are noticing with your clients so was 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 Ozempic even an option back then or were you like I don't want to do something that's temporary I want something permanent I think sometimes with me, once the idea is sprouted in my head of something and I like decide on it, like, that's it. Like, that's what I want to do. Um, because it's funny. Um, I went to a psychic medium who's like, very like, um, like she's like really good. Like she's really popular. She has like a podcast big, like on Instagram, all the things. Um, and she actually said to me, cause I asked her that I was like, what do you think about my surgery? And she's just like, I think you should look into, Ozempic and things like that first Hmm. and so it's interesting because I was like no (laughs) I believe in that shit hardcore like I'm so like spiritual into that and I was like no I don't that's not for me like I just didn't feel like it was right for me um and yeah like you said I didn't I didn't want something temporary I was ready to like nip it in the butt and like be fucking done struggling and like I like this isn't this is an easy fix at all it's not like we're done. I'm never going to gain weight again. It's not like that, but it's like such a strong tool that I'm always going to have. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ozempic can go away, you know? Right. Yeah. The Ozempic thing kills me. It's, I just, it's hard because you see like I've been struggling with my weight all year and it's pissing me off, but it's like, I see other people on Ozempic and I'm like, that would be so nice and easy. But like a lot of people are having major medical health issues with Ozempic and then they're going off of it, getting all the weight back, which is your whole thing. You're like, I'm sick of yo-yoing. Like, I remember I saw you after COVID and you were super tiny and you were like, it was easy. Like I just got super clean because everything was shut down and I couldn't go anywhere. And it's like, but that's not real life. Like that's, we don't live like that every day. And so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if Ozempic came out in 2019, I definitely would have tried it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if it was as as popular as it was before this idea was sprouted in my brain, I probably would have tried to figure it out. But also like part of me is like, and I'm not knocking people who who do it, but part of me is like, I think it's for diabetics and like, you know, like for people who like, it's not made for like, whereas this, it was like made for someone like myself who like had a condition or like couldn't lose the weight and was like struggling with their health. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. So did anyone ever tell you that you were like pre-diabetic too with your weight? No. What's weird. And like, I I never thought that you were like 
really overweight and but I totally know what you mean because like now I'm buying clothes in extra large and the next step is plus size and it's like I mean you and me like we're kind of the same like we don't seem like we're that large to begin with so it's crazy that like the next step is we're in the plus size department and then that eliminates basically every online boutique every department store every everything so like yeah I I totally and I was always like I usually sat around like a 14 16 like eh, maybe more 16 um right there yeah a lot of the time so it was so frustrating it was like the jump between XL and 1x was also like super annoying because a lot of times XL was too small and 1x was too big Mm -hmm. um I think like even like good American if you look at their size chart they had to put a size 15 in there because the size 14 and 16 is wildly like separated. And even that range is like four inches between the 15 and 16 or something crazy. So yeah, that's, it's so frustrating. I'm between sizes too right now. And I'm like, I don't, what am I supposed to do? Like get all my pants tailored and hope I don't gain weight again. Or like, yeah, it sucks. I'm sure every woman listening can relate to this struggle. It's just one of those things. Um, okay. So once you made the decision to get the surgery, what was the prep like? Um, so there was a lot of appointments that I had to do, although I've heard from other people who've had this done, who their insurance is like much stricter. So I think I got lucky with that, but I basically had to go to a cardiologist to make sure my heart was healthy to do surgery. I had to see a psychiatrist to make sure my brain was healthy enough to do it because They want to know that you realize that this isn't just like something you get done and you're good to go. Like it's a lot of work. It's every day now. It's still a lot of work. I have to be on a schedule like wild. Um, So psychiatrist. um, And then I think the other one, oh, I had to get like an ultrasound of my um, gallbladder to make sure all that was good to go. And then, um, yeah, before surgery, I think it was one solid week I had to be on what they call a liver shrinking diet. A lot of insurances make you lose like a certain amount of weight before surgery to prove that like you got your shit together or something like that. But mine didn't. And I gained a solid 15 pounds before my surgery. Cause I was like, I'm never going to be able to eat like all my favorite things again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that really backfired for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I had a week before my surgery, I had to do a solid week of, um, a liver shrinking diet. So basically what it consisted of was three protein shakes a day, um, three servings of chicken broth a day. And then I think I could have like one yogurt or something a day. It was absolutely fucking miserable. Wait, and that's I, all like nothing else. I would have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that was all. Yeah. Like there was no <laughs> solid foods involved. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then like, I could have like a sugar-free popsicle maybe. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, cool. This does not (laughs) for my hunger. (laughs) Literally. I was like, and so I anticipated myself being like angry during this time. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to be like such a bitch to everyone. Right. But I was just a sad girl. I was like, (laughs) I was like crying at the drop of a hat. Like I had a bad client that week who was like a mega see you next Tuesday. And and my boss like called me on the way home from work. And I just remember having to pull over because I was just sobbing. Like it was, yeah, it was horrible. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, that's like, it's like hangry for a week straight basically, or yeah. sad, I guess for you. <laughs> okay. So, and then didn't your mom come into town? 
for this yeah, year. So at first, when I told my mom about it, she was not supportive. She was just like, that's crazy. You don't need to be doing that. And then when I told her it was kind of happening with or without her mm-hmm. consent, <laughs> she got on board. <laughs> so um, she's like, all right, well, I'm retired now. So I'll come out and take care of you. So that was really nice because it's scary. Like, I don't know. Any surgery is scary. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have, you know, support. Yeah. That is nice that she could come help you. And you said earlier that she, she hasn't struggled with weight her life, no. it, but yeah. other people in your family have. So she doesn't really know. Yeah. Like my mom, it, but she doesn't. Yeah. My mom was one of six siblings. And so like all of them struggled with her weight. And I think she kind of saw them all bigger. So she just like picked up food her whole life. Mm. And like, you know, if she ate like kind of normal, she probably would have been overweight. Cause I think it's kind of just inner genetics to be a little heavier. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, she, she doesn't struggle too much with it. Yeah. That's, it's so interesting how families are like the same, but different because like I, my sister and I have completely different body types too. So I've definitely seen that the struggle for her to lose weight. And it's, I mean, that's a struggle for me too. So like it sucks, but like her whole well, life, same thing. So um, okay. how conscious you have to be about everything you eat and like how you still struggle, you know, where it's just interesting where some people like don't even have to think about it and they're just thin. Right. Like, I, I'm sure you're the same way when like a fashion blogger is talking, she's like, I bought an extra small and it's a little big. And I'm like, I haven't worn an extra small since I was probably a kid. <laughs> I've never, I don't know that I've ever been an extra small. <laughs> I've always been, I mean, probably even as a baby, they're like, she's in the 90th percentile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't get it but whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so um do you want to say who your doctor was like were yeah they he was his name was Sunil Boyrell mm-hmm. oh, how um, did you find him uh I found him or I just went to my primary and I told them the sitch I wanted what I wanted to do and they knew my like history with my brain sh- stuff um so he gave me a referral through my insurance nice that's easy mm-hmm. it's not like plastic surgery where you're like I need to see your work it's like you're working inside of me right exactly. so. so yeah he was referred to me and then I like did you know research after the name was referred to me and it seemed like he had good stuff and then I also was told by like other medical professionals like oh he's a great surgeon so that's nice. um, honestly I didn't like he's he's a little t- I don't know he like was he's a hugger which got me that was kind of weird he's like <laughs> like after our consultation he's like okay do I deserve a hug I'm like no but <laughs> so that was kind of weird yeah it was so weird but at the same time like I mean he did a good job he's a good doctor um since then since my surgery I really only see the surgical nurse for my post-op appointment so I didn't love that I'm like you don't have time to like talk to me you know yeah he's done with um, you yeah, he got he got money, so he good. Yeah, did you pay out of pocket or did insurance cover it? So that's a big thing. Um, I thought insurance was gonna cover it. They're like, yeah, you're gonna your H your your HMO. You've like met your deductible this year. Like things should be like mostly covered, but they couldn't give me a clear answer until I scheduled surgery, which was very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I got a phone call the day, two days before my surgery, when I was on my liquid diet, having menti bees every day, um, <laughs> saying that I owed like $8,000. I was like, 
Oh, like, thank you for telling me this right now when I'm about to be out of work for two weeks and about to get a surgery in two days. Right. And then they kept telling me if I didn't pay like half of it right now, then I couldn't get surgery. So then I just went through this big, crazy, like spiral where I called my financial planner who knows a lot about this stuff. And he's like, that's so false. They can't do that. So then I called someone else and asked to like, you know, Karen did up, even though, you know, I wasn't like that. No, you're <laughs> so asked, not a Karen. <laughs> I asked to speak to the manager. Good um, for you. <laughs> and um, they basically were like, that person was mistaken. You don't have to pay 50% right now. Like, that's not true. Um, you can deal with this afterwards. So since then, I still haven't paid it. Um, I have been one of my clients as a medical biller mm -hmm. at a hospital. So she's extremely intelligent with all this and, um, she is helping me figure it out. So she pretends to be me and calls every so often and is working on all the things to try to get it down because technically I had met my deductible, so I shouldn't have to pay that much. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're trying to say like, then after I meet my deductible, it goes to coinsurance and I have to pay like 30% of the surgery, which, um, what's the point of having a deductible or like a, a out-of-pocket max is I think the, the correct word. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's all very confusing to me. So thank God I have her in my life to help me with it. And I'm just waiting for her for free to, to help with it. Nice. Every, every time she tries to pay and I'm like, no, you're saving my life. She's already gotten me $2,000 back from my doctor, my surgeon's office. Wow. I overpaid to them. Yeah. So is it, what was the cost of the surgery? Like what would it have been if you had zero insurance? Do you know? Oh God, like probably like a hundred K or something. What? Yeah. How is it more than plastic surgery? That's oh, crazy. It's a lot. And I also think a lot of times when you get plastic surgery, you can go to like, they have their own surgery offices or whatever. Right. But if you get things done in a hospital, it's always going to cost more. Wow. That is shady. Yeah. It, it's fucked up. And so like, I but you first... know what so much is because they're like, you have insurance. Like everybody gets this covered by insurance. So we're just going to mark it up like crazy. And then yeah, insurance to... is like too bad. <laughs> yeah. You have to be so detail oriented. And so like, I don't know, intelligent to like figure out that these people are fucking you basically. Um, yeah. so I guess like, I think I paid like 3,500 in my surgeon's office. And then I was like, okay. And then I'll have the hospital bills. And then, yeah, like my client went through all my stuff and she's like, you overpaid like the surgeon's office. They shouldn't have taken that much. So yeah, I think I got like $1,800 back. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Good oh from that client. I'm like, I'm giving you free hair for life. She, she just gets like a root touch up anyway. It's easy. So easy. <laughs> I always said, if I just needed a root touch up, I'd do it myself. Like I would not go to a stylist. For sure. I, well, I always tell people I'm like, cause they're like, oh, I can't believe someone like people box dye their hair and do this. And I'm like, I'm not that stylist who's going to talk shit about that. I will talk shit if they're trying to do their own like blonde or like red and it looks like shit. But like yeah. if you have gray hair and your hair is like dark brown or black, like fucking, I don't care. Right. Save the buck. Yeah, it's just not like you're ever going to go blonde. Like it's. <laughs> but also like for, I don't know. It just depends what kind of person you are. Like I can clearly do my own hair if I wanted to, but I won't. Cause like, I want the experience of like someone pampering me once in a while. Yeah. Which your hair looks so shiny right now. It looks Thank good. You. I just washed it and I have the longest extensions ever right now. Yeah. Oh my God. What are those like thirties? 
They're 24 inches, but I'm getting them cut later today. So I had to wash it and straighten it. So my coworker can just quickly chop them because I got them for my birthday. They only have like 18 inches or 22 inches. Mm. So, but they're, but they're 18. Okay. never mind. They only have 20 inches or 24 inches. <laughs> and so I always get the 20 and I'm like, I want a little longer. So I wore them that long for like a couple of weeks and I'm like, let's cut them. They're, they're drastic. <laughs> really long. I don't even like. Myself. What? I don't need them to get in my butt crack, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like when you're walking and they get stuck in your armpits and stuff. Yeah. I have my halo that I wear and like it drives me nuts. And I think it's like 18 inches or something. It's nothing. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Jill is one of the few people I know that can pull off like the copper. What color is this now? It's darker than copper, I'd say. I feel like it's like a an auburn. It's really pretty. I like this. But even when it's a lighter red, you it looks so good. <laughs> Were you dying with that TikTok trend this year where everyone's oh. like, I want to go copper and you're like, please no. Cowboy copper. I had like, I had people with the wrong skin tones coming in asking for that. Like I had like Asian clients and like, you know, it, de it doesn't depend. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, like I mean, I guess there's tones within the red family that everyone I feel like can have, but mm -hmm. some people I'm like, mm, are you sure you want that? I will, I will always suggest like, I'm like, what about a little bit of like a cooler tone copper or something, you know? I don't know. Yeah. And for those of you that aren't chronically online, cowboy copper is like, like strawberry blonde red. I feel like it's like Auburn. I feel like it's like an Auburn kind of. I can't visualize what auburn is. It's like auburn a lighter, like a little bit of a browned out version of copper. It's not like flaming copper. Wait, what am I thinking of? Because I thought everyone was like going like almost pink, the but oh. it was like red cowboy copper. I don't know. I'll have to look it up after this. You know what? Everyone had their different version of it. It wasn't just like one color. I would see like seven cowboy copper posts, and they were all different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll never do it. Last year I went dark because of TikTok and I hated my life and it took me like a year to get back. So not doing that again. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> my stylist is like, I'm never doing that again. And I was like, please don't let me. And she's like, I won't let you. <laughs> she's like, I actually won't do it even if you ask. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I will fire you. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. So what was the surgery like? Like the day of pretty easy because you go under right yeah so I'm horrible with anesthesia like I get so ill like nauseous as fuck I also get like seasickness and stuff so I don't know if that all goes hand in hand um but they did all the things to try to avoid that I like made them very aware of it and I was still so sick when I woke up like mm. just like dizzy nauseous felt like I was gonna throw up like you know when you're just like wildly I can't even compare it to a hangover because it's not the same thing but yeah I just felt horrible and then there was someone next to me like in the recovery room and they're like how do you feel he's like I'm good I'm like you motherfucker <laughs> um but yeah so I felt really sick for a while with that um they had to like keep giving me more try different things to make me feel better but then once I was in the recovery room I'm like I'm fine like I feel good like I was tired but I felt fine um at the hospital I had to stay the night um and then the next day they just wanted you to get up and walk around a lot not a lot like every like few hours because 
um, when you, I don't know if it's all anesthesia or if it's just laparoscopic surgeries, because I also had, um, an endo, I had like, um, endometriosis surgery, but you get really bad gas pains, like in your shoulders. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, yeah. Oh no. Cause I think in like laparoscopic surgery, they like clump you full of gas. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and if people don't know what laparoscopic surgery is, it's like going through your belly button and then they make like small incisions around your stomach in certain spots. And it's like a robotic surgery, but, um, so the gas like goes into weird spots, like your shoulders and your chest cavity areas. And so it's like really painful there. So that happened to me when I got my endometriosis surgery years ago, but this time I didn't really experience it luckily, but that's why they want you to get up and walk around is like, it releases all like the gas in your body and like it's not like you're like farting a bunch like I was just gonna ask (laughs) (laughs) like literally just like gas in your like system I don't know I think they did want me to make sure I had passed gas or burped before I left for some reason I don't know if that has something to do with it but I'm like yeah I'm good leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) gas if you fart or burp (laughs) that's really funny um so that was my I felt great in the hospital afterwards it was when I got home I did not feel well Mm -hmm. yeah and so you spent the night and then the next day you were home hey I got Um, home around maybe like one o'clock two o'clock or something and you like couldn't eat comfort food or anything like you were put on a very strict diet weren't you so strict. Yeah. So I think at first it was just protein shakes and broth for like a week Ugh. and water. Um, but it's not like you could sit like you have to, you're like a baby. Like you have to relearn how to drink again. So yeah. I could only take like, I can't like, I don't know. There's not probably not going to be audio, but I could only take like, like the tiniest baby sip of water And so, but you still had to get all your fluids in. So I just never had to like set down the water bottle. So Mm -hmm. I, cause I can only, and it felt horrible to take the sip. Like it, it did not feel good as it was going down. It would be like, like Mm -hmm. as it went down my, my chest. Um, Why? They didn't do anything in your chest, right? Or did they? Not my chest, but like, imagine like you could feel the water going down all your tubes as it enters your stomach every time you take a sip of water. But like you were just wildly aware of it traveling down and it was like gurgling through every, it, yeah, it felt horrible. It sucked for like a week. Whoa. So did yeah. it hurt? Like did your stomach hurt or was it just like, this is gross? No. I didn't have like pain necessarily. It was more so really uncomfortable, like nauseous, um, wildly like lethargic um and just like dehydrated as fuck yeah because there's there's stay hydrated enough after IV like would you recommend someone do that or something yeah I got IVs about once a week for the first like month yeah like those IV services like in La Jolla I found there's this place that was the cheapest um and I think they had like one for like 75 bucks and I would go like once a week it's crazy how expensive those are (laughs) Well, it always surprises me when I'm and then they want a tip <laughs> I know and then also once I'm there I'm like well I'm not gonna get the basic one like now that I'm here I'm gonna right. get the, all the extra shit in it right $300 later <laughs> yeah I'm like fuck it give me that NAC in it and like the <laughs> the B12 <laughs> right but you probably honestly needed 
some of that like extra yeah. nutrients too. Totally. So, um, okay. So you didn't have pain, like were you on pain pills at all or was it? I just... think they did give me pain pills, but I only took them for a couple days because those like really affect um, my digestion. Like I'm not able to go to the bathroom. so yeah I just I try to avoid taking them as much as I can yeah I I did the same way after my surgery I took like ibuprofen and stuff but it's not trying to do pain stuff so I cannot take NSAIDs including ibuprofen for like the rest of my life now because of this surgery like my stomach it can't handle that so that part does suck but I could have what's the other one Tylenol Mm mm-hmm it's just nothing yeah and I get like the worst like period cramps of my entire life but I think the last time I went to my office they said she could prescribe me something else or she can give me like some sort of antacid and I could take ibuprofen once in a while like mm-hmm. just on my like when my period day is the worst or something so okay. I gotta think more about that but yeah that does change but I think my biggest struggle overall the first three weeks to four weeks was just staying hydrated and just being really low energy. Mm-hmm. How long were you off work? I was out of work for two weeks, which I highly don't recommend. Um, I needed three weeks for sure. Like oh. he could have done four, but I also have an extremely active job. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I had a desk job, I probably could have gotten away with like a week and a half or something, but you're standing all day and like having to be social. Yeah. It like, it, it is the standing all day, but we really, hairstyles, we really have to be on. Like, mm-hmm. people are spending a bunch of money. You have to be attentive. You have to, like, care about every little detail, which I normally don't have a problem with. But when you're not feeling well, it's so hard. Right. Yeah. No, you're very detailed, which I love about you. But, yeah, I can imagine. That's crazy. So have you noticed that your period cramps have gotten better or worse since this? You had endometriosis. And yeah. you got removed and you still have cramps too. Yeah. Well, so endometriosis is chronic. And so I got, I had like a cyst the size of a softball um, that I had removed, which is most of the reason for the surgery. But while they were in there, they like did excisions for any, any endometriosi that was like attaching. So they said it started attaching to my abdomen wall, to my bladder, and it just like can get worse over time. So they like did as much as they could. They untwisted a fallopian tube that was twisted up with scar tissue, Um, but it just always continues to progress and come back. There's Mm -hmm. no way to avoid it. So yeah, I'm probably just going to have chronic, chronic pelvic pain my whole life. Um, But I've just like come up with ways to deal with it. I like feel like garbage two weeks out of the month. It sucks, but that does suck. I'm sorry. That sucks. Are you on birth control? Like, have you found helps or hurts I'm the biggest anti-birth control person you'll probably ever meet I think me too (laughs) yeah I think it's the worst thing ever and I hate it and even with the wild chronic pain that I have I will not even touch it so that's saying something um although when I was on it in the past it was lovely to not get my period and to not experience the pain I experienced but for me the mental chaos it it created was not worth it and I would rather break my arm <laughs> honestly same I was a psychopath whenever I was on hormonal birth control like it's not worth it 
Yeah. I was so anxious. One of the times that I tried one pill that I literally felt like I was like going bungee jumping every day and I did everything possible. I did yoga. I ate as healthy as I could. I exercised. I meditated. No, no. It's just some people can't handle hormones like that. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of scare you? Like what's going to happen when we get pregnant and we're just going to be complete psychopaths? Absolutely. Because right now I'm actually about to get my cycle in like a day or two. And I've had like the worst PMS the past week that I've ever had. Like I I'm, you know, that I'm like normally pretty sweet, pretty nice. Yeah. I've been so irritable and agitated, like talking shit, like being a bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So if I ever got pregnant, oh my God, I don't know that I will ever get pregnant. I don't think I want kids. And also I don't know if I can have them, but I, I think I would be a monster. <laughs> can you have kids after gastric bypass or is that like a no-no? You can? You definitely can. And in fact, they try to push birth control on you very hard right after surgery because they're like, don't go fuck this up, get pregnant and like not be able to lose the weight. Also, your nutrition is so restricted in the beginning that that's not healthy for a baby, you know? Yeah, that's true. So they don't, they really make sure you don't get pregnant right away. But then after that, yeah, a lot of people have, struggle with fertility and then they get surgery. And then a year later they have to, like, they don't have any issues with fertility anymore. Wow. Honestly, that's like Ozempic. Like it helps people with PCOS and like fertility issues. And it's, it's like, you just need a little reset or something's going on in there, but yeah, crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So Last time I saw you, you were talking about all these lifestyle changes that you've made and you had to kind of do it for the surgery. But then also since then, like, I know you were trying to eat organic food and all that, but like what lifestyle changes have you had to make for this? Like not eating organic, that's not a requirement, but like alcohol yeah. and other so, stuff. So I quit drinking alcohol for six months after surgery. They originally told me they wanted me to quit for a year. And then I went to like one of my post-op appointments and she's like, you're doing so well. Like if you want to have some drinks here and there, like you're fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I think they're worried about like transfer addiction. So like they clearly think that like a lot of people, if you were able to get up to that size, you're probably addicted to food. So they're scared that you'll like be addicted to alcohol because it hits you in a different way after surgery. Um, um, so I quit drinking for six months afterwards and then I started and my drinking looks a lot different now. Like I get drunk after like one or two, so that's all I have and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't because you're skinnier or because you just haven't, you're like your tolerance is lower, like, or both. I think it's cause my stomach is so small, like my physical, my actual stomach, um, that, I just like absorb alcohol differently. Like hmm. the absorption is different now. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we should explain what the surgery actually is. Cause. Okay. Yeah. So there's two kinds of surgery, gastric bypass and gastric sleeve. Um, I got gastric bypass. Um, so basically my understanding is they cut a, the tube that like connects to your stomach off and they redirect it and bypass the stomach and connect it to the bottom and now the tube portion is now my stomach and my, my stomach, my actual old stomach is bypassed completely. Is it still in there? Still in there. Yeah. So that's why one of the reasons why I chose this one, because with sleeve, they literally cut part of your stomach off and take it out. And I'm like, whoa, like that's, or, and that's like, you can't change that. That's forever. Oh, Where, so when you could go back. Yeah. This one, if I needed it reversed for whatever reason I could. Hmm. 
but with this one you have more it's a little riskier with like um like absorption like so the absorption is less because you're not using your stomach anymore so you could have like vitamin deficiencies and certain things but I just like another part of my new like routine is like I take vitamins every single day like clockwork mm-hmm. um to make sure I'm getting all my nutrients and everything and I've just had blood work done for the first time since surgery um and they said everything looks really good so oh wait I should mention this is so interesting and I don't know if you've ever heard of this um, the only thing they said was really bad about my blood work is that um, they said my thyroid was completely fucked. And I was like, weird. Like, and they said I had hyperthyroidism. And I was like, that's oh. so weird. And it's not related to surgery at all. So I go through this whole process and go to see an endocrinologist. And he's like, what vitamins do you take? And I was like, you know, I take my bariatric vitamin and then I take biotin. He's like, biotin ruins the test results for this. Oh. <laughs> so if you- so just to let anyone know who takes biotin, if you ever get any like bad thyroid results, it's because you take biotin. And also biotin is a scam. I don't really- Yeah, I was going to say, why are you taking biotin? Because every because you lose your hair when you get gastric bypass. Like not all of it, but a lot of people experience some hair loss. So I was like, ah, eh, might as well, you know? Mm-hmm. But so you're off it? Yeah. Well, biotin is included in pretty much any bariatric vitamin you'll ever find. Mm-hmm. So I'm not off of it completely, but I stopped- adding an additional biotin to my vitamins. That's so interesting. Hyperthyroidism. So like biotin, yeah, I don't know. Cause I, for me, like I've always steered clear of biotin cause it causes or can make your acne worse. So I've always been afraid of it. Plus I have enough hair, <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> but, um, so have you had blood work since, or do you have to go back and get it again? Oh. I discontinued use and I'm going to do blood work again in like early January. And okay. we'll see. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be normal. Cause I'm like, there's no way I have hyperthyroidism. I've struggled with my weight my whole life. And <laughs> right. thyroidism, like, they, like, I wish yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So other lifestyle changes. I know that there was like some foods, like, were you having to eat protein bars, but then you were like, I can't eat. Like, I don't, you take like smaller bites of food or like eat less when you go out or there was something you were telling me about that. Um, so now that I'm at this point, I can like, I kind of almost eat like a normal person as far as like serving sizes, like not, I mean, what you should eat, like a normal, like not the normal American plate, obviously, but, um, like for instance, all lean cuisine, like I could eat a full lean cuisine, like finish it. Oh, cool. Um, but Cause you couldn't for a long time, right? Yeah. It was like a couple bites here and there. Yeah. In the beginning, but then like slowly your restriction comes, becomes less and less. But for me, I think the big thing is like, I can eat a decent amount now, like almost normal, but certain foods make me not feel good. And by not feel good, it varies from just a little bit of nauseous and tiredness to like bathroom issues. So um, I just avoid those foods. And then they're kind of like your typical unhealthy foods. So like things that are very high in sugar, things that are very high in fat, things that are fried, um, bready kind of things like gluten-y bready things typically don't make me feel great. So yeah. most of my diet just consists of protein, um, a lot of vegetables and, I do eat carbs, but I stick mostly to like potatoes and I do do some rice and like, I love like protein pasta. Those still have plenty of carbs in them, but they like sit better and stump my stomach for me. 
like bonza yeah so it's almost like a forced healthier living yeah and it's like like, I don't want this anymore and so then do you have like a taste aversion or do you miss those foods where you're like I really would love french fries right now or well the good thing is if I want one of those things if I have like one bite it doesn't make me ill like one bite of anything is pretty fine Mm. um so then I can kind of like like I love like the Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cups so <laughs> like like a little container of them so like if I have one of those like Gucci I feel great if I have three of them not great I don't feel good so I could still have pretty much everything I want and even like if one night I'm like I really want pizza I will have pizza but I just will plan to not do anything the rest of the night because I might not feel great you know yeah and I don't do that all the time because I want to feel good most of the time yeah <laughs> interesting so what was the weight loss like? Because you obviously the week before you probably lost some weight when you were starving yourself. <laughs> yeah, I lost 15 pounds that week. Oh my gosh. But like I said, I also gained 15 pounds like leading up to that time. So I think I lost like all that like kind of excess weight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I in total so far, I think I've lost like 111 pounds. Wow. So that's Amazing. cool. Has the weight loss um, slowed down as time goes on? Like each month is less and less. Yes. I actually just saw one of my good friends yesterday and she's like, oh my God, like you've lost so much more. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I only, I saw you um, Halloween and I just saw her yesterday. So what month and a half? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no dude, like you look a lot skinnier already. So I have this app where I've been tracking my weight the whole time. And I looked back and I'm like, okay, well, I guess since then I've lost 10 pounds. So I'm still like losing, Yeah. But- at this point, I'm like at my goal weight. So I don't really want to lose too much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm kind of interested just to see, but also as you can imagine, the amount of clothes that I've had to buy. Um, um kind of sick of that. Yeah, I um, bet. <laughs> but so what size are you now? I'm like, like an eight, an eight yeah, or a ten. That's yeah. crazy. So like all of your old clothes, do you have them or are they gone? Oh no, girl. You mm-hmm. know how you know I have one closet in this house. There's no room for that yeah um yeah like I think the biggest I was it was like an 18 so I got rid of all those I have like a lot of friends within that size range so I like kind of gave them all away and then I had hung on to a lot of my smaller 16s from when I was smaller and so I was able to wear those for a while then I repurchased a few 14s and then when I got to 12 I was like I think I'm gonna stay here for a while like I bet and no so it's really I bought too many 12s and now I'm down to (laughs) So that's, I'm not going to complain. It's fine. Yeah. Right. That's it. That's what we wanted. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just buy really cheap shit because yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. So like, I always like shop at like fashion Nova. I just really dig through, try to find the good stuff. Um, and yeah, just try to buy cheap stuff for now. And then once I'm like the same way for like six months, then I'll start investing in better things. But Mm-hmm. What about shoes? Because I remember you were saying you needed like wider shoes before. Have you noticed that your foot size has changed at all? Unfortunately, no. Um, <laughs> it has not. The bones don't change. <laughs> so I think I have like a bug in. So it's it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I've always been like a 10 and a half. I do feel like maybe slightly they've gotten smaller. Like I have like a couple pairs of boots that in the past, like wearing them all day at work would be like really snug and uncomfortable and now they're a little more comfortable but it's very minimal 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason I ask is because I feel like when I got pregnant, like since then my feet have grown. So I was a seven forever and now I'm a seven and a half, like easy. So like my, but, but that's what they also say. Like when you're pregnant, your size, your foot size does change. Yeah. Like I have so many shoes. I'm going to be really sad if it's true. Yeah, Cause that's so annoying. Cause shoes have always been my favorite. Cause I could always get shoes from wherever shoes will right. always fit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like that's, we love shoes and purses, right? Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, let's see. So is there anything else that you wish you knew before the surgery that you were like, were kind of caught off guard by? Yes. Um, the biggest, most annoying thing about everything is I cannot drink and eat at the same time. So that's why I have to be so regimented every day, all day is like, I have to separate eating and drinking by 30 minutes. So in the morning I wake up, I try to get in as much water as I can. And also I don't really like water anymore. I think the viscosity is like different. So I have to use like zero packet, like Gatorades powder all the time. Um, So I drink all the water I can in the morning. And then when I know I would like to eat, I have to wait 30 minutes and then I can eat. And then after I finish eating, I have to wait another 30 minutes and then I immediately start drinking water again. so it's really hard to be easy I'm sorry it's really easy to become dehydrated when you can't drink water at all times of the day Mm -hmm. you know so I think staying hydrated is my hardest thing and not being able to eat and drink at the same time sucks Mm -hmm. I mean once in a while if I'm having like a tiny snack I'll still drink water but overall you just need to save room in your stomach for either food or water you can't mix them it doesn't feel good and it doesn't let you process your food correctly Hmm. Weird. So like when you go to a restaurant and they're like, do you want anything to drink? You're like, no, (laughs) I always just say, I'll just, I'll, I'll be good with water because people think it's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Probably save a lot of money that way though. (laughs) I do like people, like it's really interesting dating too. Um, like going on first dates and stuff. Like they're just like, Oh yeah, are you sure you don't want to drink or like whatever? I'm like, no, I'll have one like in a bit. (laughs) Right. I can't, I can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do miss being able to have a cocktail with my dinner, but mm-hmm. if I ever want to do that and it's, it's a special occasion, I'll just like ask whoever I'm going out with, like, let's go early and have a cocktail. And then we'll just like, once I'm done with the cocktail, then we'll order. And usually it's about like 30 minutes till it comes out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. What about skin, like loose skin? Cause I know you were talking about that. Yeah. So I feel like I did really well comparatively. So I try to look on the bright side. I'm like, I could sit here and get so like caught up on, oh, like I'm not like this tight, beautiful, whatever, you know, but overall, I think I'm pretty good to be honest with you. My tits were like amazing before. Like, I think they were like always really perky and like pretty big. So now that I've lost all this weight, there's decent but they are a little saggy you know just a little though and then my what'd you say okay yeah (laughs) it's normal we're in our 30s (laughs) yeah um my arms my thighs and my stomach bother me a bit but with clothes on it's fine Mm -hmm. like I've seen people like where when they have clothes on you could really see that they have the loose skin still they have like weird lumps and stuff but for me it looks normal like I just look like I have a normal stomach, 
But if you saw me with clothes off, you would probably be like, oh, maybe she's had like a baby or something. Oh, it's yeah. Not, not like wilds. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just like my lower abdomen is just a little hangy. And it's not to the point where there's a fold. So mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Because I've seen somewhere where they could literally like lift it up and there's like, you know, that's sitting on each other. But mine doesn't do that. Um, but yeah, my arms and my thighs are kind of saggy, which bother me. And then all my chin really bugs me. Yeah. So it does, and that, that doesn't really tighten up or does it over time or is it kind of like, I feel like it's probably not going to like, once it's loose, it's loose. Like it had fat in there before. Right. But I have been doing for the past six months, um, a workout program with like a online coach that I have. She's one of my clients actually. Um, so I've been trying to like gain as much muscle as I can to try to like fill out those areas with muscle opposed to fat. But I mean, I'm a, I'm a woman, you know, how much muscle am I really going to build? And I can only eat so much food. So you can't gain all this muscle when you're not eating a wild amount of protein. Right. Um, so I think for me, it's just really accepting it. I still think I look great, like regardless of the skin. And I think it's like, also just like the beauty standards, like no one, I'm never going to be perfect. You know, like, I think I'm like the greatest version of myself right now. And I think right now I just need to sit with it and not jump to conclusions about getting skin surgery right now. Although I have put a lot of thought into that. Like when it first started happening, I'm like, I need to get skin surgery. Like this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I like, as I settled and like saw myself more and more, I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. Like you look fine. And if in a year you're still thinking about it and you're able to save up, fucking do it. So that's my, the way I think about it right now. Yeah, I think that's really healthy. I mean, I saw that picture of you. Was it your birthday? Were you wearing the yeah. pink bathing suit? And you looked amazing. Aw, thank you. So you can't even tell that I have the loose skin. It's like, obviously that's a picture that um I had a little bit of like a spray tan mishap on my stomach and a scar. And my friend definitely like went in Facetune and like, like blurred <laughs> that out a bit. But other than that, I'm like, you know, don't change my face and body. But um, I mean, yeah, it's like, overall I look fine I don't need to be this like perfect like cinched like tight person it's okay yeah I feel the same way I'm like I just don't think that's in the after my lipo I'm like there's just certain areas that are just not the same and I think like yeah I think like accepting things for what they are is like yeah just like the healthiest thing you could do and then from there yeah if you like fully accept yourself and then you still want to like do something, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And plus you're still potentially losing weight. So like, I, yeah, you don't want to do anything until it's like, you're done. Exactly. Yeah. And also I'm not trying to like, I live in San Diego. It's so expensive to live here. I also live by myself now, like on the beach. Um, so yeah. So like my rent is woof. It's like a lot. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, I don't need to be throwing down. 20k to get surgery right now yeah priorities right I'd rather eat a little bit (laughs) well good I'm I'm really happy for you I think that it's so awesome that you made this decision and you followed through and you made the lifestyle changes and you've done all the things and you're really loving it yes I'm so like yeah happy proud of myself glad I did it um I still don't like share it with everyone because I feel like, first of all, I just don't want to talk about it like all the time. 
Cause like a few of my clients know, and then like, I have to talk about it every single time. And I'm like, there's more to life than like my freaking weight loss, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, for the people who I think are really supportive and kind and accepting, then I, I will tell them about it. And yeah, if anyone ever has any questions or wants any support in any journey that they have regarding this, I, they can always hit me up. Yeah, I'll I'll leave her what Instagram handle. Yeah. Okay, I'll leave that in the show notes if you guys want to reach out. Jill's the best. I mean, so and I I get that about plastic surgery and not really wanting to share because people aren't understanding or they're judgy and it's just it's like this isn't your body like this is nothing to do with you. <laughs> so yeah. and there was like there's so much more that goes into like yeah the decision making and like everything then people understand like people see things so black and white sometimes and it's mm-hmm. not like- yes I agree okay now let's talk about the eyeliner tattoo yes <laughs> because, okay so you first got it wasn't it your friend that did it, it was my cousin my cousin <laughs> and it was like too short or something like she it gave me a wing okay <laughs> wait no this is the way it started okay so my cousin is a very confident person <laughs> And she's amazing. And she's very great at a lot of things she does. So she was always a nail tech and a massage therapist and started going to school for tattoos. Oh, I'm sorry. She started going to school for permanent makeup tattooing. And so everyone at the time was just starting to get the brow stuff done, like the, all the brow tattooing. And I'm like, my brows are like so thick. I don't need that. But then I was like always looking at her stuff and I'm like, oh, I would love like a little tight line, like a little thin line of eyeliner just like to make my lashes look darker and like nothing crazy right so I went the first time she did it and I loved it like I thought it looked great it was just a thin line just what I wanted awesome but you know how these people are always these people she's my cousin right but they're always like you need to come back the second time or else it won't stick right Mm -hmm. you have to do the touch up okay So I'm like, no problem. I'll come back for the touch up. By the way, this is so painful to get your eyelids tattooed. They don't numb it? Do they numb it? They do numb it a little bit, but it's, you still feel that shit. So (laughs) I go back in, I get it the second time. She added a wing. (laughs) I would kill her. (laughs) I almost died. She handed me a mirror afterwards and she's like, I added a little wing, but it's cute. You're young. I'm like, it's a tattoo. I'm not young forever. (laughs) And I like, no. Anyways, so I was like, fuck. So then the pigment started to fall out really awkwardly in a lot of spots. So then I went in a third time and I was like, can you just make it look even? Like it looks so spotty and horrible. Then it gets even thicker. Um, (laughs) So at this point, I'm like, oh my God, I hate it. And that's when I start covering it up every day with makeup. Like I just... I accept it. It is what it is. I cover it up with like eyeliner every single day, but then I get out of that phase and I'm like, I want, I don't like eyeliner. Like, I just want like bare lids, like nude, whatever. So I started covering it up with like concealer and different like eyeshadow primers and stuff. But then she told me about a technique that removes it called saline tattoo removal in which they tattoo saline solution into the tattoo. And it's supposed to lift the pigment and as it scabs, the pigment comes out and it lightens a little bit. They don't promise a lot, but they do that. 
So then I do two sessions of that, which is even more painful than the first tattoo. Cause it's like putting salt in a wound. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, it is what it is. I'm just covering this up for the rest of my life. So that was probably like, yeah, at that point it was my mid twenties. So fast forward, that was in Chicago when I lived there and fast forward about a year or two ago. And I just start really hyper-focusing on how much I hate this. I hate that when I'm just barefaced running errands, I have this weird splotchy eyeliner cat eye. I just hated it so much. I was so insecure. Like if I was at the beach, I don't want to put makeup on. And when I go to the beach, you know, so I start looking up what options I have. And I was on YouTube and I saw this girl got laser on her eyelid. And I was like, oh my God, like I didn't, every blazer tattoo place I've ever reached out to or talked to, they're like, we cannot do your eyelids. Mm -hmm. But I guess there's like a few places in the US who do it. So I was able to find on YouTube a place in San Diego, which I guess people fly in to see this guy. Like it's so amazing that I actually lives in San Diego and that's where he's at. So I found him. And so what they do is they put a contact lens that looks like a metal contact lens, like silver metal in your eye. It has a pole sticking out. So they're covering your eyeball. So they're not lasering your actual eyeball on accident. And then they give you an injection to numb your eye with a needle <laughs> and they put that contact lens in and then they have a little laser and they laser it off like laser tattoo removal and you just hear like the clicking noise and you just hear you smell burnt hair because it like singes the fuck off your eyelashes <laughs> no. so that actually was I was so anxious about it but it wasn't the only painful part was the injections um oh good I couldn't feel anything it was just scary <laughs> um <laughs> But I had very low expectations for this. Like when my cousin had done like the saline removal, like I was kind of thinking it would do like that, you know, but as time went on and it started healing, I'm like, oh my God, like it's gone. Like they, if you look up closely, you could kind of see it a little bit, but it pretty much completely removed it in one session. They were like, as I was leaving, they're like, do you want to book your next session? I'm like, I'll see how it goes. I get, I don't know if it works this well for everyone, but it was amazing. Like I'm so upset with myself. Cause when I found out about this, it was like a year before I actually finally did it. Cause I had to really like let it marinate and like, make sure I was like, okay with, with everything. Um, but I wish I'd done it sooner. I wish I did it like right when I found out about it. Cause it's, um, it was amazing. Wow. I'm so glad you didn't have to go back and do it again. Me too. <laughs> it was it's just like your eyes are closed so it's like it's even more anxiety like when you can't see what's going on mm -hmm. and you smell burning you're like oh my god <laughs> I did have to let my lashes regrow for a while but <laughs> it was worth it whatever so did you just wear like fake or mascara or what'd you do um that's a good question I think they were really sizzly like <laughs> sizzly looking um for like a few days and then I think after I washed my face enough and stuff and manipulated them enough all the little weird curly cue weird ends kind of like broke off at that point and then so yeah I just did like a lot of mascara mm -hmm. um to try to make it look normal and I thought about getting lash extensions but I was like nah I don't really feel like it right now um and yeah they I think I might have used some lash serum or something but mm -hmm. and so like they've grown back and they're fine like no. I mean now I have fault I have 
lash extensions right now, but they are, they're normal and fine now. I just okay. wanted some lash extensions for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how much was that sur- or laser? Uh, I don't remember. I remember thinking like, oh, wow, it's not that much. I want to say it was like 300 to 500 and I can't remember. Oh, that's not bad at all. Actually. Yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, that, that ain't shit. I, it might've been 400. Yeah. And then what's the doctor's name? God, I should have looked this up for you beforehand. <laughs> it's okay. I remember um, the place was called Natural Looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in like, yeah, the La Jolla area. And the guy only works there once a week because his wife owns it and they do permanent makeup there. And it's in like the the Scripps Medical Building over there in La Jolla, like in the hospital, like they have a room in there. Um, mm-hmm. But he is a LASIK eye surgeon that's his job and his wife owns this place and he does it as a favor for her once a month wow. and comes in and does it because you have to be obviously like a doctor to do this or something on the eyes I'm not sure mm-hmm. that's cool because it's like you trust them extra more when they're like okay you're a LASIK surgeon like yeah you know a lot about the eyes <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, it was called natural looks. I left them like a bomb ass review on Yelp. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you guys changed my life. Literally like every day I wake up without makeup and I'm like, I don't look crazy anymore. Good. What was the recovery like? So I definitely took that or no, I went after work that day. And then I think it, well, I think I took two days off work. Cause I was kind of swollen and mm-hmm. like, for, or maybe one day, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it was like I was pretty swollen and I did save all the photos because I was going to make a YouTube video and never followed through with that. <laughs> um, but I think it was like two days of pretty swollen and then I was pretty good after that. But okay. yeah, I was really swollen and then the eyes were like, luckily for me, I wear glasses in contact. So I just wore glasses like for a few days because I feel like it kind of like redirects the eye. So no one's looking at my crazy eyeballs. <laughs> I'm glad it worked. Like I remember yeah. we used to... You tried the uh, Bare Minerals eye primer. That was the best. I still have one of those. And sometimes I could find it on like eBay, like old. The SPF 15 or something, right? Now I'm so used to wearing it, even though the eyeliner is gone. I just still like to have like a very opaque coverage on my eye. That's how I am too. Like I always wear, but I like the Laura Mercier, which they've also discontinued, but you said that one couldn't cover it. Yeah, it was too translucent for me. Dang. Well, I'm glad you don't need it anymore. I don't need it anymore, but I feel like I do have like kind of veiny eyelids. So I just like to have something there. Yeah, I feel you. This is unrelated to what we just talked about, but like something you wish everyone knew about hair, like something that you're just like, damn, I tell everyone this because it's like a common question or just something people like a mistake people are always making. Yeah. Um, okay. So you need to wash your hair twice, like stop washing your hair just once, wash it twice. Um, you're so the amount of times people come in with their hair, like, Oh, I just washed it. I'm like, it's so dirty. Like how, you know, and they have like all this buildup. I'm like, and rinse it good. Like rinse till you can't rinse no more, like keep rinsing. So I think people like just leave half of their conditioner in their hair and then it feels like garbage. I don't know. So yeah, always double cleanse. Um, and then purple shampoo. No one knows how to use purple shampoo, right? So people throw it on the top of their head and start rubbing it in. I'm like, no, you're going to use regular shampoo first and then 
this is like going to cleanse your scalp. And if you need to do it a second time, if it doesn't soap up on the first wash, that means it's not doing its job. Yeah. So it doesn't soap up on the first wash. And that's why a lot of people don't like more expensive hair, sh- like shampoo, because they think it's like, it doesn't soap up. It's like, cause your hair is dirty. Um, so rinse it out, then wash again. And then after your hair is fully cleansed with regular color safe shampoo, then grab your purple shampoo, wring your ends out. So they're not sopping wet. Cause the more water is in your hair, the more the product is being diluted. Take the purple shampoo, put it mostly on your ends and then work your way to your top of your hair. Typically people, they have more blonde on the ends of their hair with like the balayage trend and all of that. I don't have a ton of blondes who are just like heavy blonde to their scalp. Um, so you need most of the purple shampoo on your ends and then the rest on the top. Like a lot of times I'll have people come in and they have this beautifully toned blonde on the top of their head and then they have yellow ends and they're like I don't get it and I'm like are you putting purple shampoo on the ends of your hair they're like no I was just using it as regular shampoo it's called shampoo and I'm like no (laughs) that's those are such good tips because that's my thing with purple shampoo I feel like once it lathers so much it's not even purple anymore so so right yeah Yeah. like unless it's phenola which (laughs) (laughs) so bad I can't handle it it smells so bad um, yeah. So I tell people, yeah, you don't need to be soaping it up all crazy. Just put a, and also fuck the dime sized recommendation of what people said, put a bunch in your hand. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to dye your hair purple unless you're using phenola. <laughs> yeah. Put a bunch in your hand, put it on your ends, let it, bring it up to the top. And also if you feel like your hair is getting dull and not light and it's not light anymore, don't be using that shit all the time. Yeah, you're using it too much and now your hair isn't is purple-y. And I hate when people are like, well, how often should I use it? And I'm like, I can't tell you that. It's like when you're about to wash your hair, look at yourself in the mirror. Say to yourself, is my hair a little yellow? Is it not? If the answer is yes, use it. If the answer is no, don't. <laughs> Sorry if that's like aggressive, but I can't tell you like once every week, once every two weeks. It just depends. Yeah. How do you feel about the blue shampoo for brunettes? I don't like it. I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I haven't experimented with it enough. I just feel like majority of my brunettes want to be warm a lot of the time. So I don't really have to recommend it that often. Yeah. It's like for the girls that are, they, I guess it's balayage, like they have the brunette, but then the ends are lighter and then the ends are kind of turning orange. Yeah. I've never, I obviously have never tried it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't come in into like situations a lot where I need to recommend it a lot of people like it warm and a lot of times like a toner is just more powerful on someone like that so I just have them come in for a toner like once every like couple months or something Mm -hmm. okay and then I always ask my guests this but are there any products that I've recommended to you that you just loved or really hated (laughs) I should have like put thought into this um it's because like we I've gone to you basically since I started my blog so yeah probably a lot of product recommendations there definitely is um, products over the years I don't really get any skincare stuff because my roommate um works has always worked at a dermatology office like I don't have her anymore but so I just like kind of get shit from her but I love makeup like stuff from you um Mm -hmm. and also like clothes stuff um but I think like, I don't know if we like started using the bare minerals eye stuff at the same time, or if you recommended it. So I love that obviously obsessed. Yeah. Um, 
what else like I think maybe you have dry skin don't you I do have you tried the house labs foundation yet I have it I feel like it kind of separates on me after at the end of the day oh yeah well it's clean I mean that happens (laughs) um maybe like aren't you a big proponent of like laura mercier like setting powder Mm -mm. that's everyone okay nope nope (laughs) everyone but me oh you oh my god i actually know one okay you gave me but you didn't even like this when we went to the goo goo dolls concert i think you gave it to me you're just like oh this is the foundation that i think would match your skin i don't like it oh my god i remember it's ipkin i (laughs) I could turn my camera around right now. It's right there. I love that shit. And they don't sell it at Sephora anymore. So I get it through their regular website. Yeah. I'm like, are they even still in business? <laughs> well, for like girls with dry skin, I don't know. Like, I, I just love it. It's like I a tinted moisturizer, but like, right? Yeah. I think it's pretty medium coverage though. Yeah. Ipkin. I'll link it for you guys below if you have dry skin. And that's what I love about like because I obviously don't have dry skin. I have combo acne prone, like oily. And so it's cool to see like what products work on different skin types. And I never know. I'm only testing yeah. it in this space. <laughs> totally. No, I'm obsessed with that stuff. Um yeah, that and I start Marge got me obsessed with Giorgio Armani Foundation, which is so expensive, but I like it so good it's so dirty and I'm like that's it's like if you go and look it up it's like a zero on the EWG (laughs) but you know what's weird is their concealer is a perfect score and I'm like why can't you just make the foundation like the concealer (laughs) have you tried the concealer oh I haven't but I'll have to I've just been using Tarte shape tape since I was 12 so if you use that you won't like it it's it's not I wouldn't say it's enough coverage, even for me. And like, I don't have that much darkness, but if you're a shape tape girl, you will, nothing compares. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been able to find anything that I like as much as that. So, which I'm actually shocked you could use that because you have dry skin. Yeah. I think it's because I always do like a hydrating foundation and then I just do a little bit in certain areas. Cause yeah, I don't know. Other <laughs> shit creases. God, I got Botox like right here and it made a crease on me and like I can't I don't know how to do my makeup anymore I'm like this is so annoying it's everything creases now but I guess it doesn't last that long because it's like half a unit I don't 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 do that do you do Botox I do Botox I need it right now so bad but it's Christmas time I don't I don't got the extra dough for it but (laughs) I will I've been going to this girl who's like kind of expensive so I kind of want to find someone who's like affordable and good in San Diego do you have any recs um yeah not off the top of my head but I can send you some like I know a lot of my followers still live there and they I just did that poll the other day like what are you paying who do you go to so maybe I didn't get who they go to I should do I should ask so I can like recommend people yeah yeah I mean Nashville prices are dumb like they are really expensive how much are you paying for your girl 11 per unit is that normal that's that extreme do- 11 oh, really? yes <laughs> there's yeah. places that are charging like 17 dollars oh wait maybe that was her saying she was giving some sort of deal on some different toxin I don't know because I just saw it the other day 
And I was like, oh, that's like, seems good. But I think she was giving it on only one specific new toxin. And I was like, I just want Dysport. Yeah, I like Dysport. Yeah. 11 is good though. And usually they'll just like do the same price across the board. So yeah. you should try to honor that and be like, hey, I want this, but for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll try. Um. Well, thank you so much. It was so nice sure. seeing your pretty face. I miss oh, you. Your face. I miss you. You guys, yeah. if you're in San Diego and you want like, she's so meticulous. If you want the best hairstylist, like truly I miss her every time I get my hair done. And I love my girl in Nashville, but like, I just love you. You're just, uh, okay. I love you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I'll leave her contact info below. She's like a blonde specialist, but you do like fun colors too. Like you do it all. Yeah. I'm just like a, I call myself just a color specialist at this point. Like I have a lot of redheads. I do have a lot of vibrant hair colors and I do I love doing blonding. I love doing like more lived in blondes. Um, although I do have like the most like bleach and tones probably out of anyone who I work with, but <laughs> would you call mine lived in? This isn't uh, lived in. I do. No, because you're not getting a shadow root or anything. Yeah. I remember when I tried the shadow root. Do you remember when I went to that one place that was going to give me extensions? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I was so, like, honestly, like I said, I don't really get, like, upset if people, like, do their own hair or go other places. But, like, I was like, why? Because <laughs> now I have to fucking fix this shit. And your hair, like, couldn't handle it at that point because it, like, bleaching over bleach, like, ugh. Oh, it was so bad. I remember, you know, what's funny is I remember washing your hair. Like I asked you, I was like, will you be upset if your ends aren't blonder? Cause I really don't want to put bleach over your ends. And you're like, yes, I will be. I need my ends to be blonder. I'm like, all right, well it's not, it might not feel great, but I'll do it. And I remember shampooing you and you being like, how does it feel? I'm like, honestly, not the best. And my coworker next to me was like, looking at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, that's just our relationship. I could be honest with her. Like she, I, I warned her. <laughs> and look at them now. They're fine. They're fine. A little, a little trim, a couple years. They're better. Yeah. We've been through some shit, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, I love you. Thank you so much. And yeah, I will, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good Christmas. Thank you. You too. Have a good Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. This was fun. It was fun. Bye. Bye.